0: And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. The We Can't Wrestle podcast. The King listens to it. WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And you better listen to it too. My friend Nate and the We Can't Wrestle podcast. you're listening to the we can't wrestle podcast now it's time for our host Kate Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 146 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. The Maxson Brothers here with you, Nate Maxson, your host, along with my brother Aaron, of course. What's up? And this week we are continuing our Dream Rosters series. As you heard last on the last episode, Aaron did his dream modern roster. I'm going to break mine out this week, and we're going to see how it shakes up and how Aaron, what Aaron thinks about that. So before we do that, though, I do have to say we are within a week when this show airs of our appearance at the Heroes and Legends Wrestling event in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Saturday, October 2nd. If you live in the Fort Wayne area and you don't have a ticket yet, get tickets. The general admission tickets are only like 25 bucks. And Aaron can attest the uh, the convention center that this uh, show is in. There's not a bad seat in the house.
1: Nope. And it's a fun show. I've never um, seen a bad, like, how do I say it? Like the kid, like the, the vendors are always professional and I've never seen like a wrestling show that they put on after the trade show that I was just like, eh, this wasn't entertaining at all. Right. Like It's always yeah. been fun. And the legend guys are on there and everything like that. So it, it's a good time.
0: Go to heroes and legends, for the lineup. I know there have been some changes Uh, The promoter had issues with a couple of the vendors being carnies, so go check out. I don't have the updated lineup at this point, but uh, go check it out at the website, and of course, buy your tickets on Ticketmaster. If you live anywhere near Fort Wayne, Indiana, it's definitely a show that's worth the drive. You get a whole day's worth of pro wrestling fun. You know, there's always vendors with action figures, there's autographs, there's everything going on, and then the wrestling show itself, I believe, starts around 7 p.m., so...
1: And I'm going to have a cooler in the trunk. So if you want to come out and have a beer with me.
0: <laughs> Tailgate with the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Yeah.
1: At least one of us. <laughs>
0: I got to drive home, folks. Yeah, I'm driving. <laughs> so anyway, that because yeah, we were originally, um, you, those of you that have listened to our trivia shows, my wife, Kendall, was going to go. And then she kind of thought about, uh, those of you that know when I talk, say that she tolerates my fandom. But she is not a fan, and I think she debated the fact of, of honestly spending from like nine or ten yeah for nine or
1: show with Aaron and Nate.
0: Yeah. I just yeah. it didn't seem like it was her kind of deal. She'll probably just stay home and watch TV or something. But anyway, actually I think the in laws are coming that weekend, so she'll she can hang out with her mom and dad. All right.
1: For that, Nate turns 52, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Horseshit!
0: Yes, my birthday on 10-4 coming up as well. So, lots of stuff going on the first week of October here for the We Can't Wrestle podcast. So, unless there's anything else, you want to get into this deal?
1: Uh, We can. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, because if I get too much into it, we'll end up talking about like a five-hour show. But um we did lose Norm Macdonald. Yes. And I know this is a wrestling podcast, but Nate, if you know it, you I was gonna say if you know anything about me, you obviously pretty much know everything about me. Who do I tell you all the time is the funniest dude to ever fucking live?
0: That cat Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald.
1: I never met him, but I miss him. And um it was almost like when Bobby Heenan died. Like, when I woke up, like, my phone will give me, like, news alerts and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. When I woke up and I saw Bobby Heenan's name, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, Bobby Heenan's name hasn't been in the media for years, because mm-hmm. why would it be? You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, ah, shit. And then, like, I hadn't heard for I should say, I haven't heard from Norm, like, why would I hear from Norm MacDonald? I hadn't heard about Norm MacDonald for a long time, and then I woke up and it said Norm McDonald, and I was like, oh Fuck. Or McDonald died, and turned out yeah. he had
0: cancer. He didn't even tell us. Yeah, apparently, about apparently it. he was dealing with uh, for about a decade, and yeah, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had any idea. I mean, he had that uh, that show. If you folks, if you haven't watched his show that was on Netflix,
1: well, I just watch before they bought it, before Netflix bought it and put it out there, and um, I kind of feel bad about, I like, I shouldn't say feel bad because they're fucking multi-billionaires. But I kind of feel bad for dogging on Netflix for not picking it up again. He probably didn't want to do it. Yeah. So yeah. um but that is that's a great if you don't I mean you can get on YouTube and watch all the Norm McDonald live shit, but it's kind of like a swan song for him going out talking to his talking
0: to people that he wants to talk to, making jokes. And I got to tell you, one of the biggest surprises of that show for me one of the funniest episodes of that show was the one he did with Judge Judy. Yeah. Like that one, like that one took me by surprise. I was like, "All right, that's this is fun." <laughs>
1: did Norm never, McDonald and Judge Judy. And I think it's cuz Norm Norm was funny because well, fun I'm not saying funny. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: the funny thing about Norm Macdonald was he could do mean humor, but you never thought he was mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he could say like just the worst fucking joke in the world. Like that shit about carrot top. <laughs> well yeah.
0: <laughs> but but, that,
1: but yeah, that's him being cheeky, but like like when they would do the joke rounds and shit on Norm Live, they would just have these these terrible jokes, just horrible. <laughs> but you're like it's a norm, so it's like, oh that's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're not mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His demeanor so, yeah. was very disarming.
1: Yeah. Yes. And he's the greatest story joke teller in the history of story joke tellers.
0: Now, let me ask you something. Cause I mean, and you may know for sure, cause you may have read more about him or what. Cause I mean, I, I really do dig. Norm McDonald thought he was funny as shit. But obviously, Aaron's a bigger fan than I am. Not that I'm not a fan, but you know what I'm getting at. But I want to ask you a question. If you know or if you think, cause I always thought, Norm MacDonald's inspiration was David Letterman.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it was, but um, there's no way that he didn't have some sort of... Um, he borrowed a lot... I shouldn't say borrowed. You can tell that he was a fan of David Letterman, and then him and Letter Like, he was on Letterman all the fucking time. Um, mm-hmm. He was the last um, stand-up comedian on Letterman. Um, and he, I, there's no way that he didn't pattern himself off of it. And, um, this is one that I, I didn't think about it until, I don't know what made me think about it, but, and I never heard, cause he didn't do a lot of interviews about like, Oh, these are the people that I thought were like right. my inspirations or anything like that. Um, in that aspect, he was kind of closed off from it. But, um, I also, When I watch him, it's like, man, there's no way that he didn't. And I don't know why anybody wouldn't, but there's like, there's no way this guy didn't like Fred Willard. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. It's like he's like he's like a combination of David Letterman and Fred Willard.
0: (laughs) If that makes sense, it does. Fred Willard, and, of course, like the honky tonk man. But anyway, that's 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 a, that's we can't wrestle humor there.
1: Yeah, and 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 I was gonna put it on a, a wrestling like um, connection. Not the norm has a connection with wrestling, but when Norm Macdonald died, I was like, man. And then we can get into your roster. But I was like, man, this is just like when Bobby Eaton died.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like, all the professional wrestlers were like, this guy was the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, the best of all of us was this guy. And all, like, every single comedian has been like, you know what? Norm was the fucking best.
0: Norm was the best. the best, yeah. <laughs>
1: Just the best. The, the best tribute I've heard of him so far was... I like, there's very few podcasts that I listen to other than the We Can't Wrestle podcast
0: family.
1: (laughs) I listen to, I listen to every Jim Cornette. I listen to Mm. every Bill Burr because I love Bill Burr. Monday morning podcast is fantastic. It's just an hour of just him just yelling in his attic. Mm. It's fantastic. But then the other one I listen to is Conan O'Brien needs a friend because I like Conan Mm. O'Brien and, um, Because he's an interviewer, kind of like Letterman, where he doesn't take over the show from the people that he's interviewing. He just makes them better. Like, he's even said that before. Like, when I'm interviewing somebody, even if what they're saying might not be interesting, uh, as interesting as what it might be, I'll pay closer attention to it. Or, oh, the joke didn't hit as good as this person thought it was. I'll laugh a little harder at it. You know what I mean?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. That's for, like, people like Fallon. Like I, I don't, I don't think Jimmy Fallon's unfunny, but Jimmy Fallon overtakes interviews. Yeah, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. and Leno did the same thing. I thought. Me too. Right. But Conan doesn't. But that's beside the point. So I'm just saying, if you want to hear Conan sit down and just talk to somebody and make jokes and have a good time, it's a good podcast to listen to. But he didn't have like an interview per se. He had, um, he had his producer, which his name went out of my head. And Andy Richter on there for an hour and they just talked about Norm and said that Norm like the, produ- the producer said he'd sit there for an hour and talk to Norm about what are you going to talk about and then they would go out there and it wouldn't be anything that they said they were going to talk about <laughs> uh, and, and Conan said that the minute Norm would come out he'd just start laughing
0: because he's like this going to be fucking train ramp. It doesn't it's matter gonna it's, it's going to be good though yeah so you know what you made me think of? And I'm not, I don't want to say, it just, I wanted to say it while I was thinking about it. We were talking about, you were talking about the way that uh, late night guys interview people. And we talked about Letterman. He's the guy. Letterman is the guy that you could tell when he didn't like somebody he was interviewing. Yeah. Cause Letterman would like no sell people and then be funnier than them. If he didn't like them.
1: <laughs> just call them out. Yeah, <laughs> all my other shit. It's coming uh, back more. Like it, it, it's it went away, but people were trying to do the fucking cancel culture shit to him for a little bit about mm-hmm. some of his interviews and shit. And people were like, "Fucking leave David Letterman alone!" Like that was yeah. like one guy where they were like, "Fucking leave that guy alone. He's all right. Leave him
0: alone." Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> um. Uh. Like I said it before. Um. He, in my opinion, is, um, and I thought about it more, and then, like I said, then we can get into your roster, because we'll probably lose our audience. Um, he has an he has a Netflix sh- show too, where he interviews mm-hmm. people, and it's just he interviews one person. Have you watched any of that? Yes. Like he interviewed like Chappelle and. And Barack Kim Obama, Barack o- like he's the only time I've ever watched anybody interview Kim Kardashian where I was actually interested in what the fuck Kim Kardashian had to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but anyway, um, David Letterman is, in my opinion, our generation's Dick Cavett.
0: Yeah, easily.
1: He can interview anybody. If he needs to be funny, he can be funny. If he needs to interview somebody serious, he's not going to be like, okay, imagine Jimmy Fallon trying to interview fucking, I don't know, like some fucking politician. I know he's interviewed Obama, but that's different. Obama, I, mean, I don't want to get into politics, but Obama was a personable guy and funny. You know what I mean? But like, imagine Jimmy Fallon trying to interview... You, you're more on politics than I am some some politician about some mm-hmm. serious shit, it's not going to work you know, he's going to end up doing like, a, some kind of BG impersonation being yeah, that's what I
0: was about to say, because he's a fucking goof <laughs> yeah. you're like, hey
1: Kamala Harris, let's do the wheel of celebrity impersonations you know yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with that Okay, right. and there's anything wrong with that but he's a one trick pony, Letterman can fucking interview anybody
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i go back to that and i think the reason is because people could relate to him and he was a nice pretty much decent guy and i think norm was the same way like norm Macdonald on that show you were talking about okay i'm gonna interview judge judy and i'm gonna have i'm gonna have he had michael keaton on there right yep um Jane Fonda, it's just like all these different people, and they all—you could all tell—they just fucking enjoyed themselves, because uh-huh. Norm was the fucking man. And yes, what I watched the thing because I never watched David. David Spade had a show on Comedy Central. He might still have it. I don't know, but I watched it, had, and like I said, I'll stop. Sorry, he had um, David Spade had on his show. Um, Dennis Miller, Kevin Elin, and Norm Macdonald. It's like, oh goddamn, this is gonna be great. <laughs> and um, Miller, they're all talking, and they're talking about like what, like date, like spades, like, hey, what's your favorite um, um, you know, weekend update joke, or this, that, or the other thing. And Miller was like, the balls on this guy, and he points at Norm, is he said, the NBC executive, biggest executive in the the whole company, said, do not make any more OJ Simpson jokes. Because this guy was like, friends with OJ Simpson. So straight up told Norm, do not do any more OJ jokes. The next Saturday Night Live, went out there, did absolutely nothing OJ jokes, (laughs) every joke was a fucking OJ joke, and he got fired (laughs) for it. So then they started playing like they played, like like Miller was like, So they told you to do no OJ jokes, and then you didn't do any, or then you did all of them, you know. And then they they set him up to do more because they played like OJ's Twitter, Mm -hmm. and they come back and they're like, So what do you think about OJ now? And he starts saying, Oh, well, you know, uh, he was found not guilty. And um, maybe I should have spo- should have thought before I spoke. And he's got the, he's in the top 10 all time rushing yards. And he goes, And I might be in the all time top 10 rushing to judgment. <laughs> <laughs> and Dennis Miller pops because he's like, You're such a badass. He's like, they told you, don't do any OJ jokes. And then I come on here and say, hey, give us some OJ jokes. And he didn't give us any of them. <laughs> I should like apologize to the guy.
0: <laughs> Rest in peace, Norm I know, McDonald. It's,
1: it's not, as funny, not as funny as me saying it. Yeah, Norm, Norm was great. The world's ten times less funny now, yes. in my opinion. And go watch Dirty Work. Absolutely. <laughs> Who the hell's that guy? <laughs> One of the best lines in movie history. Who the hell's that guy? <laughs> All these dead hookers. All these trunks have dead hookers in them. It's fantastic. But go ahead. Sorry.
0: Such a good movie. Alright, here we go. We're going to talk about I have I've have got together my modern day roster, dream roster, can pick from anybody on the planet currently in professional wrestling. I noticed that uh when I was doing this it looks like my roster is mostly north american centric. No new japan people in here, sorry everybody. But anyway,
1: is Rick Flair your goodwill ambassador?
0: <laughs> He's not allowed to fly. He's got, to, oh, he's got to drive. He's got to drive everywhere. That's that's the that's the caveat. You
1: start up like that's, that's, that's the that's ambassador. the, that's <laughs> it's like that's the Dick. There's Flair.
0: <laughs> well, he's got a he's got, got me got, Dreamer. To to harken back to uh, the discussion from earlier, Flair's not. He's the Goodwill Ambassador. He's not allowed to fly. He only has to drive. That's the only Dick caveat. <laughs> that flair has for being the goodwill ambassador you stop get gas keep it in your pants (laughs) so i'll start with my um crew that's not the wrestlers i have picked as my announce team now here here we go for the tv show the weekly tv show which is only going to be a two hour once a week TV show. There ain't gonna be eighteen fucking hours of wrestling from my product. Two hours once a week. My commentating team is. I'm gonna have and and I I still love him when he's fully energized and into the product. Jim Ross is gonna be my play by play man. Okay. And my color man, because I dig him as a color guy, is gonna be Wade Barrett. <laughs> um, and then. For pay-per-views, I am going to have a three-man booth because I want to get this guy in because I love him. Pat McAfee is going to be on my pay-per-views with Jr. and Wade Barrett. I'm a big yeah. fan of Pat McAfee on the, on the, on the, on the uh, booth. Yeah, I can dig it. My interviewer, and I don't know if you'll dig this one or not, but I really like her as an interviewer, is Kayla Braxton.
1: I don't know. Is that that little blonde girl on Raw?
0: No, that is the girl from SmackDown.
1: Oh. I don't, I don't know if I know her, so I can't say whether or not All I
0: right. don't. <laughs> not. Have you point? watched Smack? Have you watched SmackDown recently? Yeah, but okay. So she's the one that when she the what she's the one that Paul Heyman has a little gimmick with, where he's like, "Would you just leave me alone, I got that you. girl?" she's a little short girl. Yeah. My ring announcer is Greg Hamilton. He's going to have to get pants that fit, but Greg Hamilton's going to be my ring announcer. Can he's he always wearing high and waters. Body? <laughs> and my booker... Like he's
1: got an Anthony Jesselneck body and Pat Patton, Patton Oswald's head. <laughs> it's like a blow pop.
0: My booker, for my booker, I have chosen, and there's a reason for it. I enjoy his booking the way that he books the promotion that he books, and... He learned under the learning tree of Jim Cornette, and my booker is Delirious. I know that Delirious is going to book my show the way I want my show presented.
1: He's also a proven track record of somebody that doesn't feel like he needs to put himself on the fucking show. Right. Like... I'll, like I'll do house shows, or every once in a while I might be on TV, and I'll fucking put somebody over or whatever. But he doesn't. Yeah, have, and that's the
0: thing. He's generally anything. If he is on TV, he loses. <laughs> you know, he's there to he's there to put the talent over if he's on TV. So, all right, there's my non wrestling crew. Do you want my heels, my baby faces, or my tag teams first? Uh.
1: Let's keep with the formula because I think it works the best cause let's go heels, then the faces, and then your tag teams.
0: All right. The first guy, I am gonna use him as a heel. He was on your roster too. I think you needs this guy in your in your locker room, in a modern locker room. He's we a great him. veteran. Huh? We needs him. He said, I think we <laughs> needs this guy. <laughs> we Sorry. needs this guy. He's got feats. He's <laughs> <We> got feet. <laughs> But he, he's he's going to be a good influence for the younger talent. He's a very talented guy himself. He can go out there and have a great match, put people over, or be a monster heel if you need him to be. But I am using him as a heel, and it is Samoa Joe. All
1: right. Um, now let me ask you this. Um, are you – and if you're not, that's fine. But are you going like – are you going to do like I did like when you get to your 4 or 3 or whatever these are my top guys
0: um let me look at the list and that's fine if you're not yeah pretty much pretty much the 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 4 and 4 they're my top 8 yeah Just kind
1: going of to leave Joe down a little bit in case you
0: need to flip him around or whatever yep yeah. he can always come he can always come up and down the next guy has a world of potential and he's probably going to be chasing because I'm going to have a world champion an intercontinental champion and tag team champions. He's probably going to be one of the guys chasing my intercontinental champion or feuding with him at some point. But you can't deny the talent of La Knight. Oh. That guy is that guy's the future. I mean, if 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 you can strap a rocket to him, you know.
1: And and I. Have said it over and over and over again. I he was he was the best thing in Impact when he was there. Um, he was um, the best thing on NWA when I shouldn't say he was the best thing. I, he was like other than Nick Aldis, which you're not going to get much better. Than Nick Aldis. He was mm-hmm. right there underneath Aldis with the NWA, and um, he's somebody that. He he he's. This is gonna sound funny, but he's he's almost like a Ricky Starks that he benefited from COVID because the NWA just stopped. When yeah, COVID happened, and I think the same thing happened with, happened with LA Knight was well the NWA. I don't know if this shit's gonna get brought back up, so I need to go somewhere else. So. Not a lot of wrestlers can say they benefited from COVID, but LA Knight can say he did. My concern is that he's going to, not on your roster, but my concern with him right now is that he's going to get, um, him being as talented as he is is going to be a detriment to him in the, in the fucking WWE because they're just going to yeah. use him to keep people over.
0: Mm-hmm. to fall into Dolph Ziggler's role
1: yeah and I hope it doesn't happen, but I can see it happening mm-hmm. but he he look he, he can fucking talk like nobody's business he can work the crowd um right now he's a heel but if you wanted him to be a face he could be a face
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he fucking looks like a million bucks and he can fucking work like why would he want that guy?
0: he is definitely gonna be a heel on my roster a flashy heel cocky heel and I have some baby faces. That it's going to be fun to watch him get his ass kicked. Honestly, I mean, you know, and that's yeah. not saying he's going to get buried, but a heel in that ilk, when the time comes, gets his fucking ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> but he comes out the next week, and he's like, I didn't get my ass beat. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Moving on. <laughs> the next guy that I'll put on my roster, um, I know that a lot of people, I don't know. I don't I don't really what do I want to say? Well, not a lot of people. A lot of the wrestling fans that liken themselves to be elitists like to dog on this guy, and I don't know why, and Aaron Aaron knows I've been a fan of him forever, and I think he still has a lot to offer. Um, maybe going in a different direction, but still a lot to offer because he's super talented and it's Bray Wyatt. And I know there's a lot of people that shit on the Fiend thing and all that. And, you know, the Fiend deal, to me, it did get silly at times, yes. It's WWE. But you can't ever say that Wyndham Rotunda did not give 1,000% to everything they handed him, whether it was good or bad.
1: Yeah, and he's a guy that is the opposite of what I was saying about L.A. Knight is his character got hurt by COVID because mm-hmm. his character was this character that when they were like, oh, we're going to do cinematic fucking matches, his character was the one character on their roster that worked with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and they did that, that one with Cena, and that one with Cena, I've gone on record of saying is the only fucking cinematic match I've ever seen that I enjoyed, and that was the one that they were like, oh we're going to do more of
0: these. And, yeah, and then they did the swamp thing match. And swamp the fucking- match, and
1: they <laughs> set him on fire. And it's like, they literally did everything. I don't want to say, like, they did every possible thing you could do to that character. And just WWE ruined that character. Yes. In my opinion. And from everything I heard, supposedly, he didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And that's part yeah. of the reason they let him go, because they said he was he was bitching all the time and everything. It's like, well, you just fucking set me on fire in the middle of the ring. But yeah, and then
0: and then the next week I'm back. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't do that to Bray Wyatt. I would use him yeah. to his best ability, um, and and I would definitely use him. To be honest. I'd hit the reset button on him. I don't know if we're, as we're booking our quote unquote dream rosters, if we're getting all these guys right now, or if we're just imagining, but I would definitely reset him back to the original Wyatt family version of his character, because that was the best version of his character. Yeah. And, you know, I may find him some cronies. I may find him some cult members or something, but um definitely going to go with Bray Wyatt on my roster. The next guy I think he's young. I don't think he's young. (laughs) I think he's young. I don't think he's young. (laughs) I think as a young talent, he has a lot of potential. He has a great look. He is, um, I know we use this expression on the show a lot, but he's a puppy with big paws. But I think once he grows into them, he's going to be a star. And I used to make fun of his name at first until I got to watch him more. It's my old buddy Wardlow. I used to call him "Where's Wardlow?" kind of mock him a little bit. I fucking dig Wardlow. I think Wardlow's cool and I think he's got a lot of potential. I don't know yet about Mike's skills and stuff. They haven't really let him do a lot of that cuz he's with MJF and obviously yeah. he's overshadowed. But I dig the dude and I think he'd be a great young guy to have on my roster to build up. And if he's not good, you don't need him to be. Right? He can be what he can be what he is.
1: You know what you could do with him? If he can't talk? Guess what you could do? What's that? During non-pay-per-view programs, Pat McAfee is... <laughs> Ward- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Wardlow and Pat McAfee. I can work with that.
1: <laughs> I can be your assistant
0: booker. <laughs> You and Delirious. Yeah. Get you guys an email chain going. But yeah, I think Wardlow would be good to have on the roster. Like I said, I think he's, he's, um, um, he's got, and this guy's not on my roster, but I'll just elaborate. I kind of look at Brian Cage the same way. Um, whereas I think Brian Cage and Wardlow would actually benefit from going to WWE. 'Cause I think they're both a couple of guys Vince McMahon would look at and you know how he is.
1: You know, it's like I gotta, gotta go in the restroom and take care of something. oh look at that guy.
0: I got a word load here. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> the next guy that I put on my roster, he is a heel and it's it's kind of hard. I kind of had to make a decision here. Actually, I'll I'll do this one first. Another, this is another veteran. I am going to use him as a heel, and it's AJ Styles. AJ Styles, another guy. How do I how do I build a modern roster and not put him on it? Just like Joe, you know how how do I, I if I want veterans in my locker room? These are two guys I want in my locker room, and honestly, it's always better. I think to use veterans as heels because from the perspective of in the ring, especially with these two guys, if you're wanting them to teach younger talent, how to work, usually the heel leads the match. Yeah. And the heels putting the other guy over in the end. So that's why I probably tend to use, I mean, they may flip flop back and forth, obviously, but as I'm starting out, I'm going to use AJ as a heel and, um, um, and yes, I am gonna take. I'm gonna go ahead and take almost with him, not to wrestle, but not to wrestle. But I think the visual of AJ with that big fucking son of a bitch behind him is cool. You know, because that guy's like twice as wide, twice as tall. It makes AJ look even more like a heel.
1: <laughs> wrestle. I'm okay with it.
0: No, just he's just he's just AJ's big fucking shadow,
1: and. Um, this might be stupid too. I don't know, but um, and I hate when I shouldn't say I hate, but sometimes compare it like saying, "Oh, this is the guy. This is this guy of this generation." You know what I mean? Sometimes that's not fair or whatever. But you know who AJ mm-hmm. is of his generation? Randy Savage.
0: I guy was just about to say Randy
1: Savage. He's the Randy Savage of his generation, man. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna see him do anything bad. He gives a shit about his job. He he's he'll do whatever you want him to do. It, it, yeah, he's 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 the Randy Savage of his generation.
0: He's gonna make your worst talent look better than they should ever have any right to look. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Look at what Savage did
1: with DDP. The only time DDP was entertaining.
0: The next guy I've got here, and it, it was hard. It was when I when I got up into the top. It was hard to decide, but I, I have my packing order. And and you know, you're just starting this thing, so people can go up and down. But he's doing the best work of his career right now, and he's doing it in the role we all knew that he should have been doing it in seven years ago. And it's Roman Reigns. And yes, I am scooping up Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns. But he is... <laughs> <laughs> he is... I love it. Cornette says that he looks like Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Um, he Here's the thing about Roman. That I have to give Vince credit Vince, Vince knew that guy was the man. He just, old Vince, I always say anymore, there's two Vince's. There's Vince McMahon, there's old Vince. Old Vince just wanted to be me versus my audience for so long and cast Roman as that baby face that no one wanted him to, no one wanted to see him as. I always said it, he was like, he was like Diesel in that he got, he got, he was a great heel. People started reacting to him and Vince took it too far. And he did the yeah. same thing with diesel. That's why, that's why like, if he would have made, I know we're get, I'm getting off on a tangent, but if he would have made Kevin Nash, a heel, Kevin Nash, diesel champion, he might've drew.
1: And not even make him a heel, Kevin, Na- diesel champion, but not take everything that made diesel cool. Like, Diesel could have been the champ and could have been a baby face, but he didn't need to be fucking wearing goddamn Christmas sweaters and singing Merry Christmas right after he won the belt. Mm -hmm. Like they took all the badass, cool Kevin Nash or Diesel, whatever you want to call it at the time. Like all the shit people were like that liked about him and then were like, okay, now smile and, and be happy and everything. He's like, no, that's not what people liked about me. Mm hmm. They like and I feel the badass motherfucker.
0: So, do you feel that's a fair comparison, comparing Roman Reigns to Kevin Nash from yeah. '95? And,
1: yeah, and eventually they're going to have to. Eventually, Roman Reigns is going to become a babyface again. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen, and I just, I'm like, wondering.
0: I just I'm wondering if
1: they did with Nash and just make him the oh, shock some Roman Reigns yeah. again, guy, you know.
0: I'm half wondering if it's coming up with him and Lesnar, if if this is Lesnar and Heyman playing Roman. But that's a that's a whole other deal. As far as him on my roster goes, I know he's going to be a great heel. I know he's going to give me great matches. And, again, he's going to come with Paul Heyman, and that's that's great. Because um, Roman also has really good matches. He's... He, he is uh, granted now he since it's his entire career, he's all WWE style matches, but you can work that out. You know, he can yeah. he can adapt to work with other people. But definitely going with Roman. So now I've come to my top four heels in the company. The first one I could not pass on getting this guy on my roster. However, He's gonna to have to be carefully booked. That's what I'm gonna come up with and have, have Delirious come up with ways to carefully book this guy. Because he's so good, but he can't be the champ. At least not at first. So we gotta figure out a way, maybe introduce him after the initial title tournament or something like that. Because as time goes on, he is eventually going to be a very, very dominant champion. I'm putting Volter on my roster. Yeah. Um he's
1: a badass. He's like Vader esque in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um I'm sure other people have said that too. And eventually he could be the guy that um like okay, we, we, we gotta have this we gotta have this great match, guys. What are we gonna do? Okay, let's have Walter versus
0: uh, uh, Samoa Joe. <laughs> That's, that. you know what, and oh, Walter is the guy.
1: Right, you don't do that right away, but yeah.
0: No, no, but you That's know what, Samoa honestly? You no, know, you know what, you got my brain going. You know what you do with Walter and Samoa Joe? You book Walter versus Samoa Joe when Joe comes to you and says, Hey, Nate. Man, I'm ready to hang up the boots and just be behind the scenes, and it's over for me. I'm, I'm done. Okay. Vulture's putting you out of professional. You know what I mean? Like, this is a passing of the torch. Yeah. Vulture's going to put you out of professional wrestling. Um, I He is so good. I, I don't have enough time in my life to watch as much wrestling as is available. And the reason I'm saying that is I don't watch a lot. I watch I watch WWE. All right, fast forward through it. I watch AEW. I fast forward through some of that. I, I I watch I watch NWA pretty much without fast forwarding religiously. I used to NXT. I don't think I will be now. But I don't watch a lot of other indie stuff unless there's something that catches my imagination. And then I watch, I watch until it doesn't have my imagination anymore. I am getting to a point. I didn't I don't watch Evolve. I didn't watch Evolve a lot. When Volter was in Evolve, I watched Evolve <laughs> because I watched one of his matches and then I got hooked on their product for a little bit because he was there. And he's just he's a fantastic talent and he's definitely gonna be on my roster. All right. So the next guy on my roster. Is actually going to be my first champion, and we talked about him a little bit earlier. But it's Nick Aldis, right. and Nick Aldis, Nick Aldis is going to be my first world champion. Um, and I will say when I go through my baby faces who he's going to go over in the finals of the tournament. But uh, he is, um, he is my one, maybe my. I don't know. He might be my one B as far as as my favorite wrestler on the planet right now. Um, he always brings it. He's a fantastic heel. I don't know because I don't know if that guy could ever be a babyface at this point. Like, uh,
1: there's there's one thing. There's one thing that can make him a babyface. Just one. What's that? It would be if like somebody would like, and, and he wouldn't he wouldn't be a babyface that long. He'd probably just be a babyface long enough for that program. But it would be if like somebody would like knock down Mickey James. Yeah, yeah. And then he really wouldn't be a babyface. He'd be a babyface the crowd. You know what I mean? Like he he wouldn't need to change anything about mm-hmm. his character except maybe not so much being like, I'm the best wrestler in the world. Like, like he could be like, there's a lot of things you can do to me. But the one thing you don't do is put your hands on my family. Like, that's like the one thing. Yeah. And then they would solidify him as being like a baby face in my opinion.
0: For the, for that, for that particular rivalry, he'd be a yeah, tweener he'd,
1: kind he'd, of. Yeah. He'd be the, he'd be the face in that situation. But other than that I don't I mean it's the one thing that that's the one thing and I know he said he was a the AJ AJ was the macho man or whatever, but that's the thing that turned macho man face you know what I mean
0: mm-hmm. you don't
1: fuck with Liz you know right so yeah and and they have a different relationship obviously and they're just forming it because you know they had Mickey come out and stand by him and all that shit but that would be
0: the one mm-hmm. thing would be somebody going at his family. But he's definitely going to be my first champ. He's going to have great matches on top and um, just an all-around fantastic wrestler and talent and promo, and he brings a bit of, I mean, as you notice with my, my roster here, pretty consistently, not necessarily, I don't want to say an old-school vibe, but kind of an old-school vibe, you know. Yeah. I, I'm picking my talent based on the fact that that I'm an old school wrestling fan, so that's the kind of the product I'm gonna not not as not as not and and I'm not dissing it. I'm not dissing it at all. I'm not gonna have a retro feeling like the NWA does. Yeah.
1: And but, and if you don't want to put McAfee with Wardlow, put Wardlow with Nick Aldis.
0: Yeah. The next guy, and I'm that gonna use him the, as a
1: that style of champion always need. Shouldn't say always needs, but usually has an enforcer. Like somebody. With well, and I
0: I do have a tag team on my tag team list that is going to be paired up with him, but I could put okay. Wardlow into that group too. Um, the next guy, I'm going to use him as a heel, and he is my favorite wrestler in the world right now, Adam Cole. All right. Um, I like Adam better as a heel than a babyface. Um, and again, I mean, I'm I'm always going to get a good match out of him. And he he's also uh, I think I think because he's such a good wrestler because he's so good in the ring it doesn't get mentioned enough he's also a fantastic promo
1: yeah and he's somebody that like you said you want to use him as a heel and you like him better as a heel but if he needs to be a baby face he can be a baby face people like to do the bay bay thing with him and yeah um. You said this plenty of times. You can say if you can say a dude's like a good looking dude or whatever, you know, and that be like, oh, you like that? You like the pain? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like he, he's he's Shawn Michaels.
0: Yeah, yeah, with a better attitude. With a better
1: attitude. I, I, like I said, I hate comparing people with people. But he's fucking Shawn. He kind of looks like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Like you go out there and be like, this is Adam Michaels.
0: <laughs> Shawn Michaels' son.
1: <laughs> Shawn Michaels son. He didn't know it, but he got a cocktail waitress in Boise, <laughs> pregnant 27 years ago or whatever, our old Adam Cole is. And there you go.
0: But uh, and then Sean Michael that. Shawn Michaels didn't want to acknowledge him, so Michael Cole adopted him. <laughs> He's like, I always knew my dad was cooler than you. Yeah. <laughs> my real
1: dad. <laughs> and my real dad, Michael. <laughs> Can't tell me what to do anymore, Mike. But yeah, <laughs> he he's super talented. And um, in my re, one of my reviews of AEW, I um, know we're not totally talking about modern, like the actual modern product. This is more a roster. But mm. I think AEW, it's not, it's not, it's not unfixable. But I don't like what they did with him. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. He yeah. just feels like a dude. Like yeah. He just feels like a like right away he's back in with the elite and like he had that match with Kazarian on AEW, which he said he didn't watch yet, but he opens it. Which is whatever, but it just like right off the bat, it just felt like he was just. No, that wasn't that show. Sorry, it was the week before. Yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I did see that match.
1: I got my lines crossed a little bit. Obviously, Omega and Brian opened up this last one, but you you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It just it feels like Adam Cole signing with AEW should have been a bigger deal than it was, and it just kind of feels like he was like. The baloney between the fucking CM Punk and Daniel Bryan thing, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like I would even I would have signed I would have done him the way that WWE in in a sense did Brian Pillman, like have him have a contract signing and be like, look, I'm glad to be here. And he doesn't even need to heal on everybody right away, but his, his entrance should have been something. It should have been separate from everybody grit. else and, and then and then gradually bring him in, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like hey, I've signed with a, like, t- Tony Khan can be like, hey, I'm excited to announce here he is. He's going to put pen to paper. We've signed mm-hmm. Adam Cole. Even have, like, the elite guys, they're like, yeah. But but mm-hmm. Cole being like, eh. You know, I'm I'm new here. I don't know. I don't know if you guys are the guys. Like I love you guys, but you know, I kind of went off. I've kind of went off five years and kind of did this shit on my own. Yeah, and then eventually you can you can put them in there. But to me, Mm -hmm. it just felt like they just lopped them right in, and there you are. You're part of the NWO now. Say what you want (laughs) to say. You're part of the NWO now. It it, that's just how I feel about it.
0: The last heel on my roster. I won't. Don't put him Don't with you,
1: your heel, Kenny Omega. I know you're going to say it.
0: Don't you do that, Delirious. The next guy, the last heel on my roster, the Kenny Omega, right? Best heel in wrestling. Uh, Kenny Omega can be on my YouTube show.
1: You didn't say M- on YouTube show.
0: <laughs> MJF.
1: Yeah. MJF is currently the only actual professional wrestler in wrestling. In mainstream wrestling,
0: he is.
1: I know that you might not know, you might not get what I'm saying there, but he is. He's he's the the one professional wrestler out there, in my opinion. He's the only guy. He's the only guy doing his fucking job the way it's supposed to be done. Like he. (laughs) When he was cutting that promo, I don't, and I think it, I, it was the one where he was like, "Brian's down there." The promo you yeah. didn't like very much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The best thing he did in that was that that crowd was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Shut the fuck up! And he was just like, "No, no, <laughs> yeah," <laughs> he went right back into it. He was yeah, like, that that's popped fast.
0: That popped me, too. He was like, was no. He was like, no. <laughs> um, and guess
1: what they did? They stopped chanting, shut the fuck up. Because they were like, mm-hmm. oh, well. <laughs> you
0: know. Well, and we just talked about, you know, it, it, he would be the guy that would be the guy that Aldous would be the f- face in a feud with. You know, if, if, if that's who you'd do that with easily. Yeah. He'd be the bad guy to be like, look here. He, he's the look heel
1: on he's the heel on your roster that would pie face Mickey James.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, yep. But yeah, and, he's uh, and,
1: not, and not even doing like, oh, I'm gonna pie face her. Like, I keep interrupting you. Sorry, but it's like he doesn't even pie face her because oh, this is gonna make Nick Aldous mad. Like she's just kind of in his way, and he's going mm-hmm. out there to to make his point about some feud that he's having with somebody, and he's just like, just knocks her down, and keeps <laughs> yeah. on going. Inconsequential wench, yeah. get out of my way! And then Nick Aldous could be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, when man. I was
0: ri- when I was writing my roster, he was literally the first name I wrote down. So he's definitely my number one draft pick, MJF. Um. So now the baby faces. My first baby face is going to have fantastic matches. He is quickly becoming one of my favorite wrestlers. And I will tell you a little um, trivia fact. I don't know if you know about him or not, but anyway, it's Ilya Dragunov. Okay. Um, he's fucking amazing. Like, we talked about MJF being the real pro wrestler. off and Vultor's matches are the most real pro wrestling matches of the past decade.
1: Well, I understand that, but it's a different thing what I'm saying about I know,
0: him. I know, I know, but I just wanted to piggyback off of that, and the guy's fantastic, and I don't know if you knew this or not, Do you know that he is the only, with all the With all the uh, Russians in the history of American wrestling. You know he's the only Russian-born Russian wrestler in American wrestling history? (laughs) Did you know that? It's fucking fucking wild, isn't it, though? It's just wild. Fucking pro wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Nikolai wasn't even a Russian. No, he was like Yugoslavian or something. Yeah. And fucking Ivan Koloff was from Minnesota. Canada. (laughs) Uh, Canada. Oh, I and thought he was Minnesotan. Okay.
1: He was like, oh, I don't remember what his fucking name was. It was like Billy Redbeard or something in Canada, because Brett talks about it in his book. I'd have to Google it. Um, but he talks about um, seeing Ivan Koloff in, uh, when they brought him up to Stampede mm-hmm. and bringing that up to him. And Koloff was like, eh, like, I don't want to <laughs> talk about that. Pull off, buddy. You know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah. none of the none of the Russians are Russian.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I'm definitely going to have Dragonoff on my roster. Um, and he, for being foreign, he speaks well English. You know, so he can cut good promos and have great matches. McNutley. what was it?
1: Red McNutley.
0: Red McNutley. (laughs) Not quite as imposing as Ivan Koloff. Koloff. Um, The next guy that I'm going to have, I've been a mark for him since uh, MLW. His faction at NXT kind of annoys me, but doesn't. like. I like his faction. I don't like their promos. for Anyway, I'm not going to get off on that. Anyway, I really like this guy. I actually, at this moment, I am blanking on what his actual name is in NXT. Shane Swerve Scott
1: and that's, is going to
0: be on my roster.
1: That's pretty much his name.
0: Isn't it Isaiah Swerve or something in NXT? Didn't they change his name? Yeah. Oh, guy, isn't he? What's that? He's a hit row guy, isn't he? Yes. He's that. the leader that's of the a hit row. Fucking
1: shit gimmick.
0: But yeah, I don't it, I'm I'm a I'm a man of two minds on that cuz they they sh- they annoy me on the mic and stuff but I enjoy them in the ring. So even the big guy, like the the that that whole unit is like I'm like, "Oh god, stop cutting promos." And Then they get in the ring, I'm like, "Okay, I can dig this." But anyway, I like Swerve. I have since MLW and I want him to be on my roster, to give me some high impact, you know. And he can he can be a guy that that is a young guy that's bucking up against AJ Styles or what have you, and I just I dig him. He's he's uh, my equivalent to your Miro when I was talking about my roster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's not. There is another one coming up that I know you're going to say that too. The next guy that I'm bringing in. He's a veteran, but he's almost a guy that you look at kind of as a young veteran. But he's not. I, I'm I'm tripping over my words in when I, the way I'm trying to describe him. But anyway, I think just because he never got his just due until now. But on my roster, he's gonna have he's gonna have great matches with Bray Wyatt, Wardlow, maybe even Volter. It would be an interesting match. Trevor Murdoch.
1: All right. Nothing wrong with Trevor.
0: No, and Trevor is Definitely a guy that up, he can talk. He can. He, he's a he's a guy whose career path does not match his talent level. Yeah, you know. And, I don't know if. It was, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, I don't know if in 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 Vince Land, if it was his look. If it, I don't it know what it look. was, it was his look.
1: It, it, there's, that's the only thing it could be and um, I don't uh, I don't want to I don't want to speak bad about somebody but he also um, and he would probably never say it because everything I've ever heard he said that he loves the guy like a brother but he had a problematic tag team partner too and that probably yeah. hurt him yeah um, and that's just, that's, that's just a fact. Um, and, um, he's super talented. He's super relatable. He's a guy that he's, I don't know. How say, like, I know he was trained by Harley race, but the more I think, like, I know he's trained by Harley and obviously puts Harley over, but Trevor Murdoch, and then people say, oh, Murdoch, Dick Murdoch, to me, he's the closest thing character-wise to Dusty Rhodes that we have now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I
1: know people people have dogged Dusty in the ring before and shit, but Dusty wasn't, when he was younger; he wasn't terrible in the ring, <laughs> but Trevor, and, and Trevor Murdoch's 10 times the wrestler Dusty Rhodes was, but he's a big, fat guy, that seems like a decent dude and you want to see him be successful. Mm-hmm. And when you look at him and how like you said like, Oh, his, his career doesn't match the time he's been in the business or is that how you phrased it?
0: No, his, his career trajectory and past doesn't match the amount of talent he has.
1: That's right. Okay. That's the same. That's what I was gonna say. Fucking dude is like, Oh, he's fat and he's lovable. But guess what? He can work his fucking ass off. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: that fat motherfucker shouldn't be able to do a Canadian Destroyer. But he can. But he
0: can. And he will. And he will. And guess
1: what? He doesn't do it all the time. And mm-hmm. just he's, like I said, he's a relatable dude and um, I like him. He's never going to be, and I don't think he even will be for the end of like he's never gonna be a like champion for you or anything like that. But he's gonna be the guy you can put it on when you need to. Mm-hmm. But if you take it off him, it ain't gonna hurt him because you're just gonna be like, oh shucks, that's Trevor Murdoch, you know. Yeah. And he can yeah. have it, he can have another reason to have a feud other than a belt, you know?
0: Right. Yep. Um, I think that a great feud looking at just looking at my roster here. I think a great feud would be him and LA Knight. Yeah. You know, La Knight's was, like yeah. La Knight's like who's this? What who's this big fat motherfucker standing in the ring? <laughs> you know
1: what I was gonna say before that even MJ MJF. Yes, <laughs> MJF needs to have like a Piper's Pit type thing on your show. Like MJF <laughs> shouldn't wrestle every week. I'm just telling you that now. Mm-hmm. He should have like a Piper's Pit type thing, and. Murdoch can be the first guy that's just like, fuck you, and just crack him in the face. (laughs) You know what I mean? Spit
0: spit tobacco in his face.
1: Uh, No, he needs to crack him in the face. (laughs) Like, when you were just talking about him, it's like, I am not going to lie. I like to go out and have a good time and stuff, and we live in a small town. And I have been in a bar plenty of times when a guy that looks like MJF is drunk being an asshole and talks to a guy that looks like Trevor Murdoch <laughs> and by the time it's done the guy that looks like MJF is on the fucking ground
0: <laughs> going
1: what happened <laughs> that's reality <laughs>
0: It is what it is.
1: <laughs> Cuz I'm friends with the dudes that look like Trevor Murdoch and when they knock <laughs> the guy out that looks like MJF I'm like ah, ah.
0: <laughs> The next guy that I have here is the guy that I thought you were going to meh. I thought he was going to be I thought he was going to be your Miro. Well, maybe
1: I'll surprise you.
0: Cameron Grimes. He's
1: not my Miro. It's still swerve. Because I can I can see he's a guy that I can see the appeal of why people would like Cameron Grimes, Mm -hmm. but I just don't like Cameron Grimes.
0: Okay.
1: If that makes sense. I dig him. I dig him. I and and like I said, I just when I see him and I I, part of it I think has to do with that million dollar man gimmick and all that shit. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. And I I don't know, he he's not Miro because I can understand why people would enjoy him, and he should hang out with Trevor Murdoch.
0: No, yeah, yeah, that's why they're <laughs> that's actually why they're here together. Because when I was writing, I was like Trevor Murdoch, and then I was like, oh, Cameron Grimes, <laughs> they're friends. Usually they're I gonna like, have, usually they're gonna, like, they're, gonna t- they're gonna team up against MJF and LA Knight. <laughs> yeah, usually,
1: usually I like oddball friends. You know, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but those guys, you couldn't have them on the same roster and not it'd, have any, like buddies. It'd be like, funny like, to,
0: have, it, well, it would be, it would just be fun because, because Cameron Grimes is kind of the, um, his character is the guy that thinks he's bigger than he is and badder yeah. than he is. So it'd be fun just to have an outside the ring segment with him trying to go beer for beer with Trevor Murdoch,
1: (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm saying like, I can see the charisma of Cameron Grimes Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And and I'm not going to deny that he has a good personality and stuff. I'm not a fan of Cameron Grimes. Once he gets in the ring. Whereas that swerve guy, I don't, I don't see it at all. <laughs> I really don't. Like when I see it, it's like I don't see the appeal of this guy. Same mm-hmm. way with that Carmelo, whatever the new guy they Carmelo got. Hayes. Yeah, he's. Yeah, trash. I don't like
0: him. man I don't like and did, him. And did you
1: watch him and Trick Daddy kicking that other guy the other day on NXT? Those are some of the worst yeah. picks I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. Well, that trick guy's fucking annoying. Anyway. Like, God, this whole thing is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so don't the, sign next, him. the next guy on my roster, when I need something to go down hardcore, crazy, I'm going to want this guy around. And he is a gigantic ball of charisma. He is a guy, he is one of the few guys that I will say I put this guy with with some of the guys that I look at, and I shake shake my head and don't understand, uh, like a Shelton Benjamin or somebody like that. That Vince just never capitalized fully on his potential. But before
1: you said Vince, I thought you were going to say Jeremiah Plunkett. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jeremiah Plunkett. it's like, like what's a random dude I can think of. <laughs> but
0: go ahead. It's John Moxley.
1: Yes, he was on my roster.
0: John Moxley, and 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 I don't like the garbage stuff, but he he can do he, and I'm not saying he is the same as, but what John Moxley does with hardcore or slash quote unquote garbage wrestling, is he makes it, it's a dirty mouth, but he's using mouthwash like McFoley. Yeah. If that makes sense, like he's taking this that should be just where something where you would just go, oh for fuck's sake! And he can make it. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but he makes it acceptable to me. Like I'm not a garbage wrestling fan. I don't. I, I don't particularly care to watch death matches and shit and FMW either, style I mean, stuff. I mean, or, is,
1: you know what it is about him. You know why? It's because he doesn't look like a fucking schlub.
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the dude looks like a grown ass professional wrestler. He doesn't look like some fat fuck mm-hmm. that after he's done having this goddamn match, he's gonna take Sunday off and then he's gonna go back and work at the Napa. Which there's yeah. nothing wrong with working at Napa, but right. that's not who I want to see on TV.
0: You know what I mean? I, he's one of those guys that I just don't understand why why Cornet shits on him like he does. Like,
1: it's because he does the garbage stuff, and once you do garbage shit, Cornet is one of my favorite people in the world. Same, too. Okay, but Cornet has one trait that annoys me, and I've had bosses in my life that have been like that, and it's like once you do something that they don't like. That's all of a sudden your fucking thing You know what Mm -hmm. I mean Like I used to have a boss Where this guy That was a good worker was late a couple times So then he Mm -hmm. just became the guy That's late all the time You know what I mean it's like oh he's late twice He hasn't been late for like (laughs) (laughs) Two years yeah But but he was late twice you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Like okay John Moxley Before he got to the WWE Worked in CZW and did garbage wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was a professional wrestler and he wanted to wrestle and that was the style that he got into and it was what got him booked and he did it. And then for the, the entire amount of time, however long it was that he was in the WWE, how long was he in the WWE? You might
0: know. Oh, he was in WWE from 2011 until 2000 and I think 18. So almost 10 years, right? Or maybe 2019. Yeah, almost 10 years. Maybe 2019. Whenever AEW, like yeah. shortly after well, AEW started so he
1: did He did CZW, and then mm-hmm. he went to the WWF for almost 10 years. And how many matches did you see Dean Ambrose have in the WWE that were garbage matches? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? None. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to AEW, and honestly... How many matches in, in AEW? How many you've been watching it longer than I have? Mm-hmm. How many actual garbage matches has Dean Ambrose had? Uh, John Moxley had in AEW?
0: Maybe two or three.
1: Two or three. And AEW's been around almost three years now. Well, yeah,
0: and they do. Well, why, and is that's he, I...
1: why, does, why is he a garbage wrestler?
0: Right. Yes, and I totally agree with you. That's where He's I a was.
1: Professional I... wrestler that sometimes does
0: garbage wrestling. And that is exactly what earlier when I tripped over my tongue and made some stupid analogy about mouthwash, that's where I was trying to go talking about Mick Foley. Mick Foley, what, the reason I liken Moxley to Foley is Foley could do hardcore wrestling, but make it still make it an entertaining, not garbage match. You know, he would structure right. it to where, yeah, we're going to get these spots in and stuff, like that Randy Orton match um, and stuff like that. But... Uh, the, fucking
1: match Edge, WrestleMania is one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. Absolutely. And Cornette, and I don't want to keep talking about Cornette, but he has selective hatred.
0: Mm-hmm. And he holds I, a grudge.
1: And, and he <laughs> holds grudge, and and there's nothing that I hold grudges. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold a grudge to the fucking until I die with somebody if they fuck me over or whatever somebody I care about. But he has selective hatred. Mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna preface this by saying this dude's one of my favorite dudes in the history of professional wrestling. But and and this D John Moxley would never even tell you that his career is even comparable to this guy. But how can you be like John Moxley's nothing but a garbage wrestler? Because he worked in CCW for five years before he got to the WWE. And then be like, Terry Funk's the greatest ever. Right. Terry Funk did garbage wrestling. Yep. <laughs> here, here, they don't even call it that. But where Terry did it, they actually call it garbage wrestling.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So that, that's my that that was my tirade, and I'm done. But John Moxley should be on your roster. He was on my roster and that fucking wild thing entrance at first I was kinda like, eh, I don't like that because it wasn't your thing. And that was Onita's thing or whatever, but it works for me. He has a great entrance.
0: I, I oh yeah. Yeah. That, his that, entrance, his that. entrance his entrance is one of the few entrances in modern wrestling that every time I see it, I mark out for it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, like, like, I'm like wow, face. <laughs> yeah, when people like when people sing that Judas song, yes. I'm not even really hating Chris Jericho. Okay, mm-hmm. I know we talk about him being fat and this that. And the other. Chris Jericho, it's a, it's the same thing with Moxley. Just because he's there now doesn't mean I'm going to hate him. Has he mm-hmm. done shit I didn't like there? Yeah, but he's still fucking Chris Jericho. Yeah, he's still fucking funny and he's still entertaining and still cut promos and shit. Um. But um. When they do the Judas thing and everybody sings along with that, it seems, I don't know, say like contrived or um, like, oh, we're just doing it to do it because that's what we're supposed to do. When the people sing along with Wild Thing, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's because they're not even singing the whole song. For the, like, <laughs> People are like, you made my heart sing, you may it, like some are, but. 90% of them people are just, wild wow, thing, like,
0: <laughs> And then they're like,
1: groovy. Dang, <laughs> dang, they, they, yeah, that fucking wild thing entrance, that, that is the best goddamn entrance in professional wrestling.
0: Yep. Today, way, yes.
1: Yeah, today, not of all time. In the current product right now, fucking wild thing's awesome. And if I was running AEW, he, he'd be my fucking, he'd be my champ. I know, it's crazy because, you know, you no, got Brown there, you got Punk there, you got Cole there. Fucking Dean Am, keep calling me- John Moxley would be my fucking champ.
0: The next baby face on my roster is going to be my first intercontinental champion. And uh, this is another guy Jim Cornette hates on for no fucking good reason. Anyway, um, Pete Dunn. Pineapple Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and not even because I hate him, but when he puts his hair up in his bun, that's yeah. like a pineapple.
0: I fucking love Pete Dunn. Um, I love
1: Pete Dunn too. I'd put him on the other side of your roster though. As a heel? Yeah. He's a mumble mouse. <laughs> and I'm not knocking him. He just, and I shouldn't even say he's a his. He has an accent. His accent is sometimes almost too strong. Like it, it's nothing against him, mm-hmm. and I'm sure what he's saying is fine. And if he's back over there, I should say over there, if he's back in his home country, I'm sure they understand what he's saying. And I'm not saying I never understand what he's saying. I just don't think that I want to say it. Like if you would put Pete Dunn on your MJF interview program, even if Pete Dunn would have good lines. To counteract what mjf would say which hopefully you're having your guys just say what they want to say
0: right oh absolutely
1: even if pete Dunne would deliver it like even if the words he was saying were good his delivery mm-hmm. wouldn't be it and i might be I thinking get- too. i might be thinking too much into your into this stuff but that's well, what no, i know but that's the, that's what i think hurts pete Dunne is that i sometimes i don't understand what that fucker's saying
0: I guess I think of when I look at my roster. The reason he's on the babyface side of my roster is I look at potential matchups: Pete Dunn and LA Knight, Pete Dunn and uh, AJ Styles, Pete Dunn and Volter. Obviously, we've yeah. seen that. Pete Dunn and fucking Nick Aldis. Yeah, I see. You know, it. I just.
1: But I don't know. I just like I. I guess a babyface doesn't necessarily have to completely know how to talk or I keep saying know how to talk needs to be like good at speaking or whatever. Right. But, but so, yeah, I guess you just won me over. All right. You can <laughs>
0: stay where he's at. You <laughs> Thank you for your permission. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> but yeah, he's going to be my first Intercontinental champion. Um, and the next guy, he was on your are roster. You gonna let him, are you going to let him go everywhere?
1: Not everywhere. But if he's the intercontinental, that's what I would do with him. Oh, do that with him. What? He's your intercontinental champion. But guess what? The guess what they never did with the intercontinental championship.
0: They never defended they the intercontinental. it.
1: intercontinental. They never went to all <laughs> the continents. Let <laughs> that dude go everywhere.
0: That's the funniest. That's the funniest thing about the name intercontinental champion is it literally means the same thing as world
1: but no, kinda (laughs) yeah, I guess
0: no, actually I'm wrong
1: you are, because not everything in the world is on the continents
0: well, and not to mention inter means connected so technically the United States and Africa aren't connected it would just be Canada, the United States, Mexico and South America so I'm fucking wrong
1: yeah, but we're gonna let him go to England.
0: All right. Well, he is That's English.
1: What I would do with him, like open up the borders, and then that gets you opened up with other promotions throughout the throughout the intercontinentals, and you learn a work in a relationship with him, and almost make him like the NWA champion was, mm-hmm. but it's not your world champion. It's a so,
0: world champion. He's my guy that gives me my forbidden door. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to bring everybody
1: in. Fuck that. <laughs> you know? Like, oh no, it's kind of a
0: one-way street. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: like, we'll, we'll let you borrow him, but I don't I don't need everybody coming in my door, but we can go in yours. And and then we'll show that match on my show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can do that with your show. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, guys. Our intercontinental champion, Pete Dunn, the best wrestler on the planet, the best wrestler. Or what you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't even have a world champion. Have like whatever the promotion of your show is, have him be the whatever the name of your show is champion. And then if Pete Dunn be your intercontinental champion, this dude's just going up and down the intercontinentals, just beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> like, all right, let's see what Pete Dunn was doing in South America today. Ah oh, he was kicking the fuck out of this luchador. <laughs> Look, they're gonna like <laughs> it huh? Check it out. (laughs) And they're going to like it because they get that guy on their show.
0: You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And
1: you're going to like it because you get to have Pete Dunn be on your show. And Pete Dunn's going to like it because he's getting paid twice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Everybody wins.
1: Everybody wins.
0: The next guy on my Babyface roster, which we, we discussed at length on your roster, so I don't know that we'll have to touch on it too much, Adam Page. Adam Page is and he's in my top four Babyfaces. And actually, now that we're looking at it, he's going to have a loose affiliation with Cameron Grimes. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say that.
1: Like yes. he could be the guy that, like, the camera pans over after Cameron Grimes falls down. Trevor's looking at him, and Paige's like, "He ain't driving, is he?" <laughs>
0: That's some cowboy shit. Yeah, if, so,
1: if he needs a ride, I got
0: my horse.
1: <laughs> and he just jumps on his horse and rides away.
0: But yeah, I don't know much what how much more we can say about him than we did when we talked about your roster. He's fantastic, um, totally misused, and I would use him properly. Good. <laughs> He'd be a great guy to feud with Aldous. Yeah, like, you know, like Aldis is like you look at you walking around with your beer in a cup. <laughs> you know, like, you uncivilized barbarian. <laughs> I wish I would have hired Regal, because he'd be cool to be with Aldous. Anyway, the next yeah, guy... I'm
1: waiting to hear who your tag team that you have with him is, because I have an idea.
0: Okay. The, the next guy, the next babyface on my roster, is actually the guy that's going to be Aldous's first feud. Because Aldous is going to, with his the help of his he- henchmen... Is going to screw this guy over and be the first champion. But this is the, uh, the baby face that is going to be in that final match. It's uh, And you know, Aaron, it's one of my favorites. You know, you said, wh- who was it? Was it uh, Dolph Ziggler? I'm putting this guy on my roster because I like him. Yeah. I'm putting this guy on my roster because I like him. And it's Drew McIntyre. All
1: right. We're all Drew um,
0: McIntyre. Oh man, Drew McIntyre does shit for a a guy his size that he shouldn't be able to do. And yeah. he is he is he is charismatic. He has and it sounds silly, and I don't know, I don't think it's silly, but it sounds silly. He has a cool fucking accent.
1: Yeah. And I was just about to say that he's the opposite of like Pete Dunne for me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like his accent's cool, but and and whatever. But it's not it's not such of a hard of an accent that I don't know what the fuck the guy's saying. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because there there's not going back to comedy. But there's been comedians that because I like a lot of um like European comedy, like British comedians and shit, like Jimmy Carr and mm-hmm. um, um, Jimmy Sean. Car- Locke. So funny. Sean guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, um but there's some of like I've tried to watch like comedy from like Scotland and Ireland and I know the dudes are funny but I can't watch everything they do because I can't always get what they're yeah. saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because it's really it's 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 a fucking weird dialect. And mm-hmm. I, th- I I think part of it is that he's been over here probably long enough, and WWF or WWE, probably because they're fucking professionals, probably gave him some sort of like speech classes and shit. Mm-hmm. It, it's not overbearing, you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, and and he looks like a fucking he's built like if you're in I said it. Like, out, like a bunch of times on here. If you're gonna draw a fucking professional wrestler, you're gonna look like goddamn Drew Mc... McIntyre. And like I said, watching Raw a couple weeks ago, first Raw I watched, that fucking dude picked up that shanky dude <laughs> and put him in a
0: drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Like, He's like, he
1: I he... this, like, I was like, this stanky dude sucks. Like, I like Jinder Mahal, but Jinder Mahal's <laughs> little group is terrible. I hate those dudes. Yeah. What yeah. is it, Mosar and Stanky or whatever? Something the fuck like that. Whatever, Stanky whatever. Leg and Pete. <laughs> like, they suck, but he he picked that big motherfucker up and gave him a Mesh-Noki driver. And then I told myself, even though I don't like Stanky, I respect Stanky. Because <laughs> that dude was in the locker room, and Drew McIntyre or whoever. Was like, hey, I want to give you a Michinoku driver. And he didn't go, wait a minute. I'm seven foot and I weigh about two hundred and eighty-five pounds or however big I am. Right. And you wanna give me a Michinoku driver? Stanky was like, do it." it. Christ, that was insane. <laughs> Why are more people like that? Should be on the goddamn beginning of your fucking montage. Is him hitting that fucking Michinoku driver? It was fantastic. It's
0: Sorry. like <laughs> I told. It's like I told you when you mentioned it to me through text message. He is. uh Drew is is on the level of Cesaro and Cena to me for being just six super strong.
1: Yeah, like when I know? watched that, I was like, that is stupid. Like not stupid, <laughs> like, I was like, that is yeah. fucking insane. Did you end up watching it?
0: Yeah. No, actually, the funny thing is, I, I watched the 90-minute. That's Hulu what version. I was worried
1: about, was that you watched it. And now, hold on, hold on, on
0: hold on. They didn't have it on there. But because you mentioned it, I found it on YouTube and watched it. So, yes, I did see it. It I was, was like, insane. that
1: was fucking sick when I watched it. <laughs>
0: The next guy was also on your roster, and I don't know that we need to elaborate a ton on him because we did on when he was put on your roster. But he is going to be one of my top faces because he is one of my favorites. And uh, it's Shinsuke Nakamura. And unlike I know you would because you don't like oh, him.
1: Booger's not on my roster.
0: Yeah, Boogs is coming in on my roster because I like the Boogs. And on every pay-per-view, him and McAfee are going to jam out at the announce table because I mark out for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, Boogs ain't going to be wrestling on my roster. But, yeah, I, I, I dig that. I dig that whole act. I just really do. I don't like him. I don't like Boogs as a wrestler, but I like him as Nakamura's guitar guy. I just dig it. I think it's cool.
1: You know, you should have book other than Boogs. Nakamura! You know, you need to get more than Boogs. Get a get a nostalgia feel. Fucking Man Mountain Rock.
0: I thought you were gonna say Rick Derringer. No, <laughs> Man Mountain Rock. <laughs> I think it's funny that Man Mountain Rock song that he was playing on his guitar was Draw's entrance music.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that was WWF because didn't they? They had him. Pretend like he was playing the guitar,
0: didn't
1: they? Yeah. And WW and WCW actually played it. Like the dude could play the guitar. Mm -hmm. Like not why not just let him play the guitar?
0: Because it's the WWF, and they put him in jammies, and then (laughs) they put him in big jammies, and yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so the last babyface that I'm recruiting, and he is not going to be on any of the first shows because I don't want him involved. If if you have him on the first shows. And you don't put him in the championship tournament. You look like a putz. So he's not going to be on the first few shows. Um, He's going to come in after that and be inserted into things after that. But I, because he's back, and because you know how much I'm a fan, I had to recruit CM Punk to be on my show. Um, And I'm going to use Punk sparingly. Like, to me, Punk is the guy you... He's not on your show every week. He's not in a program every month. You know, like CM Punk comes around for the big pay-per-views. Yeah. And, but I definitely want to have him on my roster if I can. And he is, uh, he's, he's the, uh, he's the man and he's on my roster. All
1: right. You can dig it. Um, I know that, how do we say this? because I don't want to get people all pissed off or whatever, the five people listening. Um, I enjoy CM Punk, okay? And I've never told myself that CM Punk wasn't talented and CM Punk wasn't entertaining and it isn't great. Um, and... To me, and I think it might be because I started getting kind of disenfranchised with wrestling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: didn't understand at the time what CM Punk meant. If right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because after he left, nothing changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was to me, it was like, it was. I don't know, like he was right at the him leaving was right at the start of when I started disliking professional wrestling for the current professional wrestling. And it wasn't because of CM Punk. It was because I didn't like stories and the fucking. PC Until he came back, I didn't realize. All right, this guy had a this guy, this guy had a bigger impact and was more important than he was when he left. If that makes right. sense, yeah, yeah, because he was just one guy, you know what I mean. And <laughs> i I understand now that he's more important than he was when he left.
0: If that makes sense, absolutely. Um, all right, so now we'll roll on to my tag teams here. The first tag team I'll mention is the uh, team that I am going to pair up with Nick Aldis. It's his little flunkies, if you will, and it is Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. I
1: like those, those guys.
0: Ones. Those guys don't get enough credit for how good they are. I don't think. Um, the <laughs> They're they're a fantastic tag team.
1: They are, and um, now that I know which team you said, Lee, when you're talking about. Want Nick Aldis to um, feud with Adam Page <laughs> that could be a fun spot is um, Nick Aldis being like you're not classy you drink your beer out of a out of a cup you know da, 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 da. and like say so he smacks the beer out of his hand or whatever and he goes at him and he and Aldis powders out sends his boys at him say he punks out fucking Danny Birch knocks him out of the ring, knocks down Oni Orkin, and guess what he does? Fucking hog ties him. <laughs> and then he could be like, cowboy shit, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Lorkin yeah. would just be like, do something, like he's just hog tied. <laughs> Help, <laughs> <Yeah>. Help me. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> and
0: fucking Birch and all this like no. And then Murdoch and fucking uh, Grimes are out there. My eyes. Crazy, crazy segment. <laughs> yeah, it be fantastic. The next tag team I have, and it's mostly because I want to. I'm going to get my hands on one of the participants in the tag team as a talent, and, and I'm not. I'm not including one of the people. So there's only two of these three coming in and I don't, you're it's Jurassic express. And I don't think you're a fan of Luchasaurus. I don't mind him. I love jungle boy. I, I Marco stunts not coming along. Obviously we're going to okay. leave him in the afterbirth, but I like them as a team. Um, I, I don't mind Luchasaurus for what he is. Let Okay. I'm gonna
1: say this about Luchasaurus. I don't think he's a terrible wrestler.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and he's a big fucker, and and he can speak. I don't like the gimmick. I think the gimmick is stupid. That's just my like. If you take the mask off of him. Give him another name, probably, but the, the gimmick itself, I don't like.
0: I guess we disagree. I know you, you don't, don't know. watch. I think
1: I know you don't watch The Walking Dead, but that's why I call him Beta because there's this character <laughs> on The Walking Dead. Yes,
0: no, I watch. I watch it.
1: Okay, okay, but that, that's like huh. he reminds me of Beta. I can like, see that. <laughs> like fuck <laughs> off, Half Moon. You know what <laughs> I mean? Which that's one of the that they finally did that on The Walking Dead. By the way, with Beta's character, he was half moon. Mm-hmm. He was that country like before the yeah before the, the zombie apocalypse happened. He was a country music star, <laughs> and it was like the whole time I watched lived the apocalypse and it was great because like when he's dying like you remember his death scene mm-hmm. like when he's dying like Negan's like did you see who the fuck that was that <laughs> was, like, was Half Moon like he didn't say his name but he was like did you see who the hell that was Darryl, it doesn't matter who he was but even Negan was like that character was like the whole time it was Half Moon like I like this one <laughs>
0: A fun twist.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was great.
0: But yeah, like I said, I'm 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 getting them more because of of Jungle Boy. But I don't mind Luchasaurus, so he can come along for the ride. Um, the next team that I'm recruiting is it, it's the Usos, and obviously I'm going to have them with Roman and Paul Heyman. Know, um. Driver. What
1: I said, and a driver, preferably.
0: (laughs) They're a great team, though. Yeah, and and they're they have charisma. They they work. They work in a high. They're they're almost like the Hardys when the Hardys were at their best, in that they work a high spot style, but they're not spot monkeys. You know. Yeah, and what I
1: and. I've criticized them before and it wasn't necessarily their fault. But when I didn't like them was when they were what was it, when they were like, we're gonna put you in lockdown and doing all that shit. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was annoying. But if if you just let them be them, that's great, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you don't if you don't gimmick them up too much. Yes,
0: absolutely. And, and, and
1: I never not like I said, I never knocked their work. I just think that like when they were doing all the all that shit with them, to, Their matches were great. It's like their promos seem more choreographed than their fucking matches.
0: You know what I mean? And that's because they were. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's what I didn't like about
0: them because they weren't good at it. So the next team is um and these guys aren't going to be my initial tag team champions, but obviously they are going to be my tag team champions at some point. And they were on your roster too. It was FTR. You can't have a modern wrestling tag team roster and not have FTR. They're the best yeah. tag team in the world. Yeah. And um, um they're they're one of the they're one of the ones that I think and, and again it's it's one of those things where you're like I don't want to get off on this big tangent and conversation about the, the actual modern product. And WWE and AEW needs our promotion knew how to use these guys.
1: Yeah. And um I already I know you already got um all this with uh working and uh um, Birch. Birch, they and AW did it too, but they put them in like in a bigger faction. But they work, I think they work with MJF, mm-hmm. and it works with them as what I was telling you before. Where sometimes I like um, friends and wrestling to be kind of opposite of each other. Yeah, they're opposite of each other. You know what I mean? And when I say, oh, it's great when like. Two wrestlers you wouldn't think would be friends or partners or whatever, or friends and partners. The ultimate one of it is um, <clears throat> it might be friends in the history of professional wrestling. Like Arn Anderson and Ric Flair shouldn't be friends.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Their characters they shouldn't be friends, and I know they did like the storyline where they were cousins or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Arn Anderson shouldn't want to hang out with Ric Flair because he's like, woo, he's all crazy and shit. And Arn's all about being all serious and shit. But he's like, eh, that's my guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) I know he's crazy and shit, but that's my dude. You know what I mean? And I think that's what NJF and FTR could do together. And why wouldn't you want those guys on your fucking roster?
0: No, for for sure. They're going to be they're my one, second...
1: I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, they're one of, if not the best tag team in professional wrestling.
0: They're the best tag team in wrestling right now. Absolutely. Hands down. For a tag team, for what tag team wrestling in, in, its, in its purest form is, it, in meaning Midnight Express, Hart Foundation, uh, fucking the Valiant Brothers, for what tag team wrestling is in its purest form, FTR is the best, the best tag team in the world right now. And full disclosure, I don't watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. I just don't. But I, I don't agree. have time in my life for it. There might be some tag team in Japan that Dave Meltzer would cream team, over but... that.
1: I don't care about Dave Meltzer. I was just <laughs> going to say the 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 team that like I might compare them not compare them to, but might say, "Eh, maybe they're better is Mark and Jay." But... Yeah. But other than that, it's like, yeah, you don't don't get much better than that.
0: And my last tag team is going to be my first tag team champions. They are going to lose the belt, spoiler alert, to FTR, because I recruited these guys as a team. They're a good team, but I recruited them as my team, and they're going to be my first champs in the eventual storyline to feud with each other. And then I turn them into singles wrestlers. A bit of a cheat, but whatever. It's Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. I love both of them, um, and I want to utilize them as singles wrestlers, but I will bring them as an, in as a team. They'll be my first champs. Something will happen with FTR. FTR will get the belts, and then Thatcher and Ciampa can break up and feud because they're fantastic, whether a tag team or singles.
1: Yeah. And my only thing is I don't know who turns.
0: Probably Thatcher. And the the reason, the only reason I say that is because your crowd is going to be more, more willing to cheer Chompa, I think.
1: Yeah. And see, that's like I said, you haven't watched NXT yet, but Mm -mm. that's the first thing they did on the fucking show this week. And not not a turn, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, what the, guess what they did the first thing? I, I don't want to spoil it for you. That's right. The first, thing they did, the first thing they did on NXT was they had Tommaso Ciampa come out and he had, like, some of these new... Um, and, and he cut, like, this, like, fired up baby face promo. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so glad to be the champion again. And NXT 2.0 is gonna be the best. And I'm in here with guys like Braun Breaker and and uh the fat black guy. What's his name? Um audio, audio visual or whatever his name is. <laughs> like I'm in here with this guy. Like like to me, it's like Tommaso Ciampa shouldn't be the fired up baby face. It's like, yeah. He NXT should be the best. He should be, should the, be
0: the guy. You know what I mean? He should he should be the Steve Austin style baby face. Like, everybody's here and all the fans are cheering me and I like the fans but I'll break every one of your fucking necks because I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and he, you know. didn't,
1: he didn't do that to any of those guys, guys in the ring. Like, he should have looked at all of them and said, I have this now. And he shouldn't have said, like, I'm not even saying he needed to be a heel about it. Mm -hmm. But he should have been like, I have this now. And I expect each and every single one of you to do exactly what I did to get it. It'd be the fucking sickest, meanest son of a bitch in the ring that I was to get this away from me. Mm-hmm. and he didn't he was like patting him on the back and being like I'm glad you guys are here it's mm. just it didn't fucking work at all for me and the, the, he did one good thing I shouldn't say he did they had him say one good thing And at first I thought I was like oh that's gonna be cool because guess what they had him do mm. they had him um, he didn't talk about how many times like the lat you know like most guys are like like nick aldis like i was a champion for one thousand three hundred and seven days or whatever you know right what he did was he was like it's been nine hundred and, fi- it, and, and it's a close number i can't remember the exact number he said he said it's been nine hundred and fifty seven days since i've been the champ which like, means that, that was cool. Yeah. Like he yeah. wasn't counting how long he had been the champ. He was counting how long it's been since I haven't been the champ.
0: Longing to be the champion. Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not marking the amount of days that he is the champ. He's marking the amount of days that he hasn't had it. And I was like, that was cool. And then <laughs> the fucking rails, it went off the rails after that. But Ciampa is super fucking talented. He's not the biggest dude in the world, but. He
0: projects himself that way.
1: Yeah, you don't think about it when. You, um, how to? How, I'm sorry, I don't want to keep talking too much about modern stuff. And well, I mean,
0: it, it, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a forbidden a forbidden thing to say.
1: You're gonna say and what?
0: He is. He is. He is the. You said it earlier. We always He's say Chris modern Benoit. day. Yes. What? Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking
1: like Chris Benoit. hmm Chris Benoit wasn't the biggest guy in the fucking business
0: at all. But he was a. He was a thick, cut badass. Stick of, stick of fucking dynamite. Yeah. That, and that and
1: brought it. And if somebody like Triple H, with well, Triple H is a big motherfucker, okay? But if somebody like Triple H is Triple H is like, Jesus Christ, you know, this fucking <laughs> little guy, he's fucking crazy, you know? Not not crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> well. Okay, it's, okay. It's, you get what i Spade dude.
0: a spade, yes.
1: You get what I'm saying. It's like this, dude, this song is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And even the big fucker should be like, this sawed off motherfucker is dangerous. And Benoit didn't need to cut the greatest, like, fired up baby face promo in the world because that's not what he does mm-hmm. or did. Like, and that's what, if it was my company that you're booking, I would do with him. And it's what they should do with him in NXT. And that's apparently not what they're doing with him. Because he was like being like kind of buddy buddy with Braun Breaker because they teamed up and shit. Like, like I said, I don't I don't want to get too much off on a fucking modern product thing, but once you watch it, you'll probably see what I'm saying. I think it was a miss. They're they're mismanaging him at the start of his title right now, and it's because Triple H isn't there because he had a heart attack because he saw what they were doing with NXT.
0: <laughs> that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us, Aaron. I hope you enjoyed my roster and um, thank you for joining I us did. on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Just
1: like, just like, Stephanie, Stephanie, it's
0: the big one, it's the big one. <laughs> the big one. I'm <laughs> home, <Stephanie. laughs> and he saw I Randy can I Savage, say, and can I he say saw Randy say, Savage, he saw Randy Savage in the lights going, Elizabeth. <laughs>
1: Elizabeth, Elizabeth. I never thought about Fred Sanford having a heart attack, and it being Randy Savage. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. that's not funny, but it's funny.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you for joining we us a on the
1: week
0: and the We can't, can't Wrestle that's podcast. The greatest,
1: that's the greatest death in wrestling history. Wacky. It, it was that's apropos wackiest, that greatest, but. This insane human being had a heart attack in his Jeep tracker, went across four lanes of traffic, hit a guy on a motorcycle, and then slammed him into a palm tree. How else would Randy Savage go out? Dig it. One of my all timers or diabetes.
0: (laughs) You can cut that out. But yeah. That's a good roster. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Recamp Wrestle Podcast, everybody. And the next time you hear us, we probably will have done the convention. So that'll be our, more than likely our next show is all of our recording from the Heroes and Legends Wrestling Show on October the second. I'm excited. Aaron's excited. We're going to bring it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what's going to happen. We'll see you next time around, everybody. And thank you for joining us for the Weekend Wrestle podcast. Check out WrestleNet Radio. Check out Reliving the Extreme. Those are the brands. That's what we're doing. Until next time, sayonara. Yeah,
1: bitches. Good <laughs>